0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Hooligan Report. I'm joined tonight by Cookson. Hello. And I'm also joined by JD2010. Hello. Um, We'll start with you, JD, because obviously um, it's been a pretty amazing season for Spurs so far and and you're up there as probably one of the last two sides still in the title race. Um, How do you rate your chances, especially since you got that 2-0 win over Aston Villa?
1: Um, uh, it's definitely, you know, we probably are the only side that can knock off Leicester from here, but I would say it's very unlikely that they'll stuff up, like, it's been 30 games now, um, where we've expected it, and yeah, they just don't seem to, to drop points, so yeah, I don't think it's very likely, we've got a pretty hard run run coming up too, so, um, I think it'll just be good if, yeah, we just stay in it as long as possible and hope that, you know, there is an unexpected result or two that goes our way. I think we need two results to go our way um, in the last eight. So it is, yeah, a lot harder than I think a lot of um, media experts think and maybe even some some posters on the forum think as well. Um, Yeah, we actually need them to to stuff up twice. And, yeah, after 30 games, I think they've only, what have they lost, two or three games this year? Three games,
0: yeah. Um, it's interesting yeah. though because obviously if you're still in touching distance going into the last couple of games of the season They do have a pretty tough end to the season um, I don't know, what, what, your, what, what are your last three games? Um,
1: I think we've got Newcastle to finish and I think maybe Chelsea somewhere in there um, I know the next few after Bournemouth are the real tough ones at United Who we haven't beaten at home for a while and we go to Anfield yeah, so it looks um, like you've, quite got, tough.
0: you've got Chelsea, Southampton, and Newcastle as your last three.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm a bit more worried about I think the three before that. The I think we go Stoke away as well. So that's you know there's there's three games there that any other season I'd be happy if we got four points out of those three games, but that would you know just ruin our chances altogether. I think we need to to probably win two of those three. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm not too confident of that happening.
0: Um, and it must be a pretty um, unique sort of situation to be in because obviously you wouldn't really have expected to be top four going into this season necessarily. Maybe you had hopes of, of pushing into the top four, but obviously you're now kind of ingrained in the top four and it's really about the title. How, what are your feelings towards Leicester? I mean, if they win the title, obviously you'll be upset that it wasn't you guys, but at the same time... was the title really on the, on the agenda at the start of the season?
1: Yeah, look, I guess, um, you know, any season that we could finish top four is a pretty good effort in, in the Premier League and then throw in there finishing above Arsenal, which hasn't happened in who knows how long. And Yeah, you kind of can't look at it as, you know, it's Leicester, so it takes the gloss off all those things. Um, if it was Leicester or Man City... You know, at the end of the day, second and, and beating Arsenal and Chelsea and United, Liverpool, you know, these are things that, that we would have taken um, halfway through the year before the year. So yeah, I guess I, I try and drum up a bit of a bit of a fake rivalry or hatred towards Leicester wanting them to lose. But yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, we're in a bit of a I no, the way I say it, it's a bit of a win win. Um If we just keep going as we go and they don't drop points, well, you know, we keep second spot and and beat Arsenal. And if they do drop points, we're the ones there to to probably put that pressure on to to win the league. So, yeah, you can't really lose if you look at it like that. Um, I know the Liverpool fans like to try and take the gloss off us if we do finish second, saying it's a disappointment. But I think that's more them deflecting their own disappointing season, really. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I saw that earlier today and I don't really subscribe to it at all. I don't know how you can say Spurs, it's a massive failure by Spurs if they don't win the title because... It's just because like, like, Leicester. Like, just like, like I was yeah. saying on the board, I mean, yeah, if Leicester... It's, it, for instance, a perfect comparison is the championship at the moment. If we don't finish top two, that's a failure because Middlesbrough and other clubs have been losing games, dropping points, but so have we. Whereas Leicester haven't been losing games and dropping points as readily as as in the Championship. So it's not as if you're not capitalising on their failure. Yeah. It's the fact that they keep winning. Yeah, I think it was only one. Yeah, I think it
1: was only the one, the West Ham game, which which we had a chance to close the gap on them. But, you know, that's been a bit disrespectful to West Ham if, you know, you expect to go there and just walk in a three, you know, get the three points there. I think they'll probably catch City for that fourth spot. So you know, they no mean—that's no mean feat for them as well. Um, but yeah, I think apart from us, Leicester and and probably West Ham, it's it's a failure of a season for most of the league, really. Um, maybe Bournemouth as well and Watford surviving like they've achieved their targets, but I'd say the rest of the league would would put their season down as a failure, really. Um, and I think that's that's where it's coming from with Liverpool supporters. That it is a failure. They thought top four was where they should be, and they've sacked a manager. They've look unlikely to get that. Um, so yeah, I guess Europa League's their 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 last straw they can clutch to. Um, and oh, wow. and looking at Dortmund last week, bit smash us. I I can't see can't see how Liverpool can compete, but you know if they do get to the final and play them, the cop factor might see them over the edge. But yeah, I still think it's a deflection from those Liverpool supporters.
0: And speaking of clubs that have had a bit of a, a failure of a season, I should take that as a point to bring Cookson in, because he's been sitting there listening in. Um, firstly, about the title race between Leicester and Spurs, who you think will win that, and then secondly, how you rate United's season.
2: Well, it's uh, a five-point gap with eight games to go. Theoretically, Leicester just need, I think, like 14 more points to mathematically seal the title or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's probably something like that, yeah. But
2: don't comment on that, so... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much four games, really. The next four games determine who wins the title, and Leicester are probably favourites for it. For our season, this is a odd rated as a massive failure. Failure um, in literally every way except for the fax machine busted and keeping pay <laughs> <hang. laughs> and Marcio.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say what I mean, positives that's... what positives can you take out of this season? I mean you've blotted a lot of youngsters.
2: I'm on both Bullf- well puff from both of Jackson positive. Rashford. Yeah, Martial positive, Rashford. That's about it really. <laughs> I mean, um, just,
0: with, with with
2: players have been sorry. Disjointed. With probably I would say psychologically still haven't recovered from Shaw's injury, which was in September. I mean it's just then chopping and changing of the team, no consistency means no match rhythm. I means just a collective of eleven people on the field, not a team, so
1: it looks Get like just yeah, no idea what style of football they want to play. Like it's not out and out defensive. But it's definitely not attacking either. It's just kind of just like eleven guys just turned up on a Saturday and and <laughs> wearing the same shirts, just try and work it out themselves. So maybe the positive is that surely Van Gaal has to go at the end of this year and and they f- might finally get a manager that that can fill Ferguson's shoes, I guess. Um, and I guess the only person with a big enough ego to fill those shoes is, is Mourinho.
0: Who do you, and who, also who,
2: signing Martin as well.
0: Yeah, well, we should talk about that because I was going to ask what sort of players you think Mourinho will bring in. And obviously, the man who... They're probably the only man in the world that could get into an argument with the Eiffel Tower. Slatan um, Ibrahimovic is is presumably on his way.
2: Yep, get him in. Get. Ibrahimoğlu or Abiyumiang. Get it.
1: how does that number. how does that seem any different to what United tend to do? Like, yeah, Martial and Rashford, who are up and coming strikers. Does getting in and Ibrahimovic then just you know stall? all those getting, guys
2: getting them the players wide forwards who can rotate around because we have Lingard is a map player but realistically if we're going for titles and Champions Leagues he's not good enough we need so would, another midfielder
1: would Rooney get, be the one to go of that strike force though to accommodate him because four.
2: yeah like, he's
1: yeah he'd have to be the one really he'll be off to
2: China You'll be getting paid somewhere. I think I've heard rumours that it's about half a million pounds a week.
0: Jeez. Mm. I, I had this thought the other night that surely the money in football is getting to breaking point. Surely there will come a point where um, for a long time the Premier League has kind of ruled the roost in terms of being able to offer the biggest salaries or, or some of the biggest salaries in the world, biggest transfer fees, etc. And now China's trying to top that. Sky will try and bring more money into the Premier League with the new deal to, to top that. Surely it comes a point, what happens when Sky goes bankrupt and all of these clubs have all of these players on their books and suddenly the next company comes in and says oh Sky we're giving you 100 million, oh well we can only afford 70 million and all of the clubs suddenly go oh well crap, how are we going to pay these players? I mean, I don't think I don't think it's to worry a worry too team.
1: much for Sky and England though because they're they're offering these money this money because it's it is profitable still for them. They're making money,
0: yeah, but it's profitable on China. Still, but there's got to be a tipping on point. China
1: though. There's there there will be surely a tipping point there. They can't be paying these salaries with little to no interest around the world in what's going on there. Like it is a bit of a circus, but no one's going to pay a subscription fee to watch. Not nobody, but I'd say less than five percent of football followers would pay money right now to go watch the Chinese league on TV.
0: And well, I guess but they're banking, they're banking the, on... The
1: Premier, League, the Premier League, you know, I, most people all over the world, even around Europe, the, they've got their local leagues, but that's the next one. So the the money is there and the sponsorship's there just because it's, it is, you know, really pushing. They're the biggest global brands, I guess, as sporting teams now. Um, I just probably up there on. with the NBA teams, like... You know, I just look at it and look, look at, at
0: the money involved and just can and can't help but think that there's got to come a point where it's going to be a breaking point with the amount of money. It's just obscene. You got f- you,
2: you got to think though, it's just the Premier League is the biggest league in America and Canada, big yeah. markets. It's a big league in Asia, massive markets.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything that really c- compares to it like no. The NBA, it, it does have its popularity, but, yeah, I don't know how you'd compare. Obviously, the, there's a heap of money in the U.S. sports, but, yeah, I, I, Sky's pretty smart with their bidding and, and with BT now on board as well over there in the U.K. They're, they're not just throwing money that's losing money for them. They're on-charging the customers, and, yeah, it's not got to a point where, people aren't tuning in, Um, it's still affordable enough, I guess, I do,
0: I do hear hear from people in the UK, though, who complain about how much they pay for Sky and how they they end up cancelling their subscriptions and they'll watch games at the pub or they'll go down and watch the live games and that sort of thing instead. So I do wonder if there will be a point where they're charging too much for the regular fan to to afford it, in a similar way to ticket prices to actually go to games, but... um, Yeah, I mean, you make the point that it is, the global brand is sort of carrying it, but I don't know, I just, it does seem a bit crazy with the amount of money flying around these days that that it's still sustainable, but we'll see how Mm, that goes. I think as well, having
1: having teams like West Ham, Leicester and, and Tottenham up there this year as well, around the world, increases that, like, you're not getting like it was in the 90s, where you're either an Arsenal or Man U supporter, um... And that was it. That's all you know. People knew from from the FIFA games and who was winning all the time. Now I think, yeah, people are getting a bit more choice in in things, and yeah, that can only probably help. I guess the the Premier League just get that attention around the world. Um, but yeah, I'm not not sure how China's gonna sustain this paying, you know, okay players. Like Rooney in his peak was a great player, but. £500,000 a week for Wayne Rooney now. That's not sustainable.
0: Yeah, and I think we touched on it's this the marketing. other week. We touched on it the other week, that if these clubs then go out next year and want to buy the next new thing, um, whether they have the money to do that or whether they have to shift the Wayne Rooney's and the Nikit and the Mar- uh, Jackson Martinez's and so on, who, who are on huge wages, who will suddenly turn around at them and say, well, nah, hang on, I don't want to leave. You know, I'm pretty happy earning my... £200,000 a week or whatever it is um, and whether they can afford to just keep buying more and more players.
1: Well, I think um, someone posted a- on, the, on the forum they can... I think there's some clauses in contracts over there that they can cut them pretty quickly and I think that's what happened at Cahill. Right. Um, so, yeah. I think they're getting this money but I don't think there's much security in these contracts as well. So, yeah, they do probably just flick them to the side and hope someone else comes in for them but yeah who knows it's a it's a very dark and murky water sort of area I think that Chinese league at the moment
0: um well we should get back to the games because we've been a bit sidetracked and the only other game that I really wanted to touch on uh well there's two games I suppose is is first of all the Manchester City and Norwich game because it effectively ruled Manchester City out of the title race, um, and it's become a bit of a trend for them all season, and even last season really, where going away from home, they really sort of struggle to have any sort of impact, and you just look from week to week, I mean the previous week they beat uh, Aston Villa 4-0 at home, uh, and then go away to Norwich, who are defensively not much better than Aston Villa, uh, and they couldn't score a goal, and um, then obviously this morning in the uh, Champions League, they've had both of their centre-backs in company and also, was it Otamendi got injured? Yep. Um, so it's a bit of a worrying sign for them, though they are through to the quarter-finals of the Champions League. But um, where, where are Manchester City at, um, in your guys' opinions, uh, Cookson?
2: They're still... They're still the little brothers in Manchester. They're still... <laughs> Arguably, I would say a small club.
0: <laughs> Shots fired.
2: Now, let's think about it. I mean, the two titles they've won, they got lucky twice. I mean, United choked yeah, yeah. uncharacteristically, and Gerard slipped on his ass. <laughs> and they just yeah. lack—they lack a certain mentality. They're not mentally good enough. And that's Pep's going to gonna be Pep's 100%. biggest issue, is that he needs to get these players. I think Pep... Just he needs best. to give them fight, because it's just... Apart from company and some of their fullbacks, they just lack a bit of character. They're just... Well, they're just like
0: rice. They're just bland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JD, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I definitely think that... There's just some um, sort there is a bit of a weakness about them, um, especially in Europe, like they're in the quarterfinals now, but nobody actually thinks they can win it, do they? I don't <laughs> I definitely don't think they can I don't think they can anyone win the, thinks the Champions League
0: I don't think anyone thinks anyone can win it except Barca. <laughs> uh,
1: like i I can think of a couple that could possibly oh, yeah. cause an upset against them,
0: but, but it's Barca's, I can't it's see man
1: City, policies. yeah, but I can't see man City yeah. beating. Juve, Bayern, Atletico, or Barca. So even if Barca got knocked out, I can still see them being no chance against three other teams. So, yeah, there's just something that's always... that they've never kind of got right, um, even when they were winning league titles. They were dominant domestically, but you never looked at them and thought they could do anything in Europe. Um,
0: I do So, know, yeah. I'd, I do think that despite... Probably meaning it half as a troll. I do think that Cookson is right in that it's their mentality that they're still not used to being a big club. That it's only been what is it eight years now or seven years now since the takeover, and I don't think they're used to winning and they're used to they're not used to competing at this high level. So when they come up against those Juve's and so on, that they don't have the right mentality when they play them.
1: Yeah, I think as well. what like, he's a great player, Yaya Toure, but you've got to kind of question what sort of influence he has on them. Um, you know, all that prima donna stuff with birthday cakes and, and you just see him in certain games not tracking back and you really wonder if he's, he's the sort of guy that could be a bit of a, you know, a disruption when things aren't going, you know, when they're not running over a Norwich or a Bournemouth. Like, he's great in those games, but when he's up against people of his calibre, you know, how does he go then? Um, yeah, I, I think there's just something about that midfield. That he
2: represents that club. He really S- does. I mean, S- capable S- of turning S- it
0: S- on S-
1: brilliance, <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah, there's just something, like like you're saying, like Silver's great, Aguero's great, company's great. Even Joe Hart's, like, pretty, you know, a good goalkeeper, but you just know that that midfield's going to be overrun. And... He's, he's the linchpin of it, so I think a lot of it, surely, like a lot of that, that missingness about them, has got a, you know, if he was, if that was Pogba or Vidal instead of him,
0: in well, that midfield, say, you know,
1: w- would that be, that the, the missing link? I tell you um, what,
0: yeah, if they go out and get Pogba in the summer to replace him, yeah, they won't. That, Pogba won't. <laughs> You sure? I was with United too much but was it, Didn't Pogba come yeah. out and say that he wanted to play for Guardiola? Because Guardiola gets the best set of players I
2: don't know if not too I sure reckon, I reckon yeah. I reckon would drink and would, qu- would want him first
1: That would be quite an interesting transfer if he does go there after Did he leave on a free? Uh,
2: from you, United? No, might have done. Oh, it was like 500k or something like that
1: So yeah, effectively a free but cool. I, I think he'll be in the in the Premier League next year, whether it's City or Chelsea, because um, looks like Conte is off to Chelsea, so he'll be obviously looking at Pogba, knows him pretty well.
2: Nah. Um, I think Gundogan is probably going to City, who? which means hopefully United can get. Yeah, uh, Ukai. Oh yeah, Gundogan. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, well. Um, just on Pogba, talking to Sky, he said, Guardiola's the sort of manager." But I, I, I'm a Juventus player for now. But for sure, when there is a coach like him, you who will coach, he will coach you, and you'll become better. Um, so I think that's a pretty big come get me sort of. Come career. get me,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, City have the money. They're, they're, they a chance to maybe miss out on the Champions League. So they're going to want to spend in the summer. Um, So who knows, that could be a world record-breaking move, I guess. Could be a bit of a war
0: between City and Chelsea, really, because if um, Conte is going to Chelsea, he was the UV manager, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was at some point, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I still think he would go to Barcelona first, or Real Madrid, because they're sacking. Apparently Isco and uh, James will be out the door.
0: Yeah, Hammers would be a pretty good pick up for, for pretty much any club.
1: They're talking about yeah him and Hazard swapping swapping, or sh- ironically well, uh, swapping shirts after <laughs> that's uh, what he's in trouble for. But yeah, I, I think that'd be a massive win for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he looks like the type of player that would wouldn't mind the Premier League. He doesn't look like a flaky sort of attacking mid he, he'll handle it pretty well so yeah I think with all these sides like with Leicester and Tottenham pretty much got top four and and I think West Ham are a pretty good chance these sides that should be up there they're going to want to spend and spend really big I guess this summer um, really a ironic, lot of them with new managers
0: which is really ironic because of course the lesson of Leicester is that you don't necessarily have to spend big it's more about the the Style of player that you bring in, the caliber of player. Yeah. You can, well, you can, you can, go can spend
1: big, but you can't, you can't waste the money like yeah. United have. Yeah. Well, um, oh,
2: cool. yeah. I would say we've actually spent the money quite well. It's just it all playing mm. from
0: football to accompanying legal. Counter attacking football, spend it just... in possession. Of the, the amount of money that you spend on Sure, yeah. though, what was it, 30 million for sure. There are better left backs available yeah, for but... a fraction of that price. No, and, he's and, and the best left back
1: in the world, according to some.
0: <laughs> you, look at, you look at how much we spent on Andrew. It be a 12-year investment. Yeah, 12-year investment. We, we spent 2.5 million on Andrew Robertson, who's now being sniffed around by those bigger clubs. And he, 2.5 million at, at 20 years of age, he's also a 12-year investment if if he wanted to stay at the club, or if we sell him, we'll get a huge fee for him. So it's not as if these younger players of quality aren't out there for a cheap price. It's just whether United are lazy enough to just wait till they go to a Southampton or a Hull or whoever first, watch them develop well, an exactly, inside for thirty million.
1: That's exactly it's it, isn't it? it. They're linked to, like, like to Bertrand.
0: Yeah, but if you've Except been one. scouting him for a few years, then why not buy him when he's going to be a lot cheaper than thirty million? Because it just seems like such a, lot, a large amount of money to spend on a nineteen-year-old left back. Yeah.
1: Well, even the even when they've when they've tried to tried to get a bargain like and I don't know what what they spent on him—twelve, fourteen mil. It might be like less.
2: Eight million.
1: Eight million. Like so, even when they are going for those mid-range sort of signings, they've. I'm not sure who's in in charge of the scouting there, but he he hasn't really looked like.
0: He looks pretty good at the start. Started of the out well. Yeah. yeah. How much did you yeah, spend on... his I guess um, his first season. How much did you spend True on Schneiderlin? True stuff
2: looked like trash. Schneiderlin was $25, so that's which is all right. standard midfield yeah, price, really. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess, like, I don't know. I guess and the then, point is that you look at Leicester and you look at just how much of a gem Kante's been, how much of a gem Myres has been. These guys were pretty much pocket change for a club like United. And they would have improved a side like United if they were in that side this year.
2: Yeah, but how much of well, that is down to United's
1: out-of-form yeah. managers? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Chante wouldn't be playing as good as he would for Van Gaal as he is Ranieri. That, and that's probably down think,
0: to... Yeah, well, yeah. There is that side of it as well. Um,
1: but, yeah, they, they these sides aren't going to... I think they've kind of... not so much wasted the money. Like, Netherlands you know, being a good player this season, but that's what he is. He's a good player. I don't think they're going to go for good players anymore. They're going to have to go for your likes of Pogba, Isco, James, like, you know, just signing these good Premier League players from Southampton or even from Spurs isn't going to, isn't working for them. And the same goes for Liverpool. And um, you know, they're going to have to really, I think, make some statements with, yeah, some great, great signings. Um,
0: Who's the most expensive? Already made one already. Who's the most expensive um, player in your eleven at the moment, J D? Would it be Loris or Lamella or Ericsson?
1: No, Lamella's the Lamela's the record signing. So how
0: much
1: um, is he? He's twenty five going up to thirty if he I don't know what, what targets he had to meet, but twenty five to thirty mil. So um, you, and we, he, were, we were we yeah. kinda of held to ransom on that because we had just sold bail. Um
0: yeah. And he, was, he was the
1: last one we go. got in.
0: How much was, was Sun? In so as well. So how much
1: was Son? Um, he was a bit... He was, he was about 18. 18 or 20 mil.
0: So I guess it's quite interesting because you look at Spurs and you look at the main players in that 11 who have had the most impact this season. And it's, again, similar to Leicester. It's these younger guys with, the cheap, with huh? hunger and passion who are a bit cheaper who have something to prove rather than overpric- overpriced guys like Soldado or uh, pa- Paolino yeah. or those guys. I think getting... We of, got, cut the got away, we so got think. in
1: that guy from Southampton, um, uh, the Chief um, Scout guy that... Yeah. Um. I can't, something, Paul Mitchell. Yeah. Um. He had his black... Who, bo- what's, what's the black broom yeah, or something? Yeah, the okay. black box. But yeah, so he... If you look at the signings, they they all tend to make sense. Um, Son and Lomel are both, you know, harassing sort of wingers. Um, they're not going to be, you know, the best in the league or best in the world, but they do their job as, you know, what Pochettino needs. Um, and then, yeah, at the back, like Alderville, you know, he he was kind of a no-brainer. Um, we're crying out for a right-sided centre back. And Southampton had one on loan who who was close to one of the best in the league last season. So, yeah, I just don't know what the big clubs were thinking, not signing him. Like Arsenal needed need good centre backs, just didn't care to look. Um, You know, United's got Smalling, but I wouldn't say that any of the rest are even close.
2: They're all
0: injured. They're all injured. Yeah, but even
1: at even at their best, (laughs) Phil Jones, you know, he couldn't tie Aldevar's shoelaces up. And Rojo, Phil probably Jones, the same. If you, you trust
2: Phil Jones to tie shoelaces, he'll probably... break <laughs> No, his yeah, moves. exactly.
1: <laughs> so, these these clubs could have easily afforded the 11 mil that we spent. And same with Liverpool. Yeah,
0: Chelsea as uh, well. I know.
1: They spent it on Lovren and then some, I think, the season before. Um, yeah, and Chelsea. They right.
0: went Stones and uh, then didn't get Stones so they signed some guy from France who never played.
1: Yeah, it's just weird how, they're, how they're, their minds work I guess um,
2: it almost feels like those clubs United,
0: sorry
2: we didn't spend enough money during Fergie's last few years
0: well yeah that's a big criticism like, of Fergie is that he I kind mean, of went short term
2: we, 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 we replaced no he didn't go short term we just went weird term <laughs> we replaced Ronaldo with Valencia a French guy for 3 million pounds and that's it when we could have gotten Robin and Schneider in
1: yeah, I think I mean, he just wanted to finish on a on a high. He he didn't. Thinking, like he's all, he's around the club then. now, but he doesn't. He didn't care five years down the track. It looked like yeah.
0: Van um, Persie signing typifies that.
2: And and you know was, what, like it was a two or three year. Van Persie was worth it.
0: Oh, he yeah, was worth as it. Because much as he got you that title.
1: As much as it's and you know they're they're disappointed with it now they can't really point too much of a finger at the blame at at Ferguson for thinking short-term and only winning his title four years ago. You know, that that is a title, so But
2: (laughs) you can't really... Fergie left signings, like, quite a lot of them lined up, like Herrera, Shaw was pretty much done when Fergie was done, but all but sealed. He left Herrera, Ezekiel Garay, Kevin Stroitman,
1: yeah, but some of them also failed. Like I think Any he left boards? Zaha.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Zaha was more of a risky, typical Fergie signing, like, buy a young player, see what happens. But unfortunately, we had David Moyes, who couldn't decide between anything or anything, and had to scout a player like Tony Croys 50 times to think, hmm, he's pretty good. <laughs> That's probably why he doesn't have... A, he's not working
1: anywhere at the moment, no, is he's, he? He's drifting. No.
0: It's a bit unsure where he's going to go next, because... With Newcastle getting Benitez, which we should also briefly briefly chat about. Apparently I to he's touch going to Celtic. Who, Moyes? Yeah. That would be interesting. That would work.
2: I could find a way to lose that league title.
0: But I did, I did want to chat about quickly um, the Newcastle-Leicester game. Um, firstly for the Okazaki overhead goal to, to secure the win for them, but also... Um, with Benitez returning to the league, and what impact we think that'll have on Newcastle. Um, just <laughs> get things back on track a little bit. We've been a bit sidetracked there talking about um, signings, but uh, did either of you guys catch the Leicester game, and, and what did you make of that one?
1: Uh, I saw the highlights of it. I didn't didn't watch live the midweek ones, but um, yeah, I, I thought they looked a bit flat and, and might have been a chance for them to drop points, but... Yeah, it was a great goal, and and they got the win. Newcastle didn't really offer a heap, um, and I'm not too sure with eight games to go, what what or nine games for them, what a manager like Benitez can do for them. Um,
0: well, it's a big derby you know. coming up against Sunderland. Which we'll chat about in a They need
2: to beat Sunderland. Yeah. They beat Sunderland. I reckon Sunderland goes down. They need pretty much. Well, yeah, the Benitez. loser of that.
0: What do you well, think it means in big trouble. If, if Newcastle stay up, what, what kind of impact do you think Benitez can have on them next season um, Cookson?
2: They'd be defensively more secure.
0: But do you, c- could you say they're finishing top half?
2: Probably not. But I reckon Benitez will ship out a lot of average players and bring in some good players and probably build a team really around Perez and Wijnaldum.
0: So, yeah... Interesting to see how Newcastle go. I, I do hope they stay up because it would be great to see Benitez uh, managing in the league when you have you know um, Guardiola, Mourinho, Fanga, Conte, uh, Klopp. You know, all in the same league. Be very, mm. very interesting. Um, we also had FA Cup games on at the same time, and probably the well, uh, well, I guess three of the results are all pretty standout results. Had Everton getting up over Chelsea with two. Lukaku goals, the first of which was an absolute cracker. Um, also Watford upsetting Arsenal, which was sweet, sweet revenge after what they did to, to my mob midweek. Um, and then West Ham drawing with United. Um, Cookie, do you reckon you guys will be able to get up in the second leg or, or West Ham at home probably a bit too strong?
2: No, I would probably lose it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably your last hope at a bit of silverware this season um, given that you're 2-0 down to Liverpool
2: No, I reckon we can beat Liverpool
0: (laughs) I guess because that's second leg's at home isn't it
2: Yeah Um, Just go all out attack Rashid to get like five
0: (laughs) Pyatt's free kick goal Thoughts on that one?
2: Should have been sent off
0: Was that before or after the goal?
2: I uh, was before the goal. Okay. Atkinson yeah. bottled it. It was either a penalty or a dive. And it wasn't a penalty, so it's clearly a dive. But he was a terrible referee in that game. Just um, generally shit.
0: And then obviously with Lukaku's goal against Chelsea, have you guys have both s- seen that one?
1: Yeah, that was, that was a really, really good goal. And I, yeah, he likes to. You know, he would have enjoyed that against the club that sent think, him on his yeah, way.
0: I think that was his first two goals against them. I think he hadn't he'd had a bit of trouble scoring against them before then.
1: Well, he'd only really he wouldn't have played against them too, too often because he was on loan for a few of those seasons. Um, but yeah, it'd have been a, a nice sweet goal for him. And I think I, I saw something today that, or oh, might have been yesterday on Facebook, where it compared all the strikers Chelsea yeah. have. Brought in since they've loaned him out, <laughs> and the amount of goals he's scored since being yeah. loaned out, and and sold, and yeah, it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> and then we've got. It's the also centre,
2: weird because so we had. No, we had a Diego Costa doing the weird. Oh yeah, when no, yeah, was
1: Suarez? Thing,
0: yeah. um, do we think Costa? When's that hearing for Costa? Because I assume they're gonna call him up on it, and he um, might get a pretty lengthy ban for it, although Baron's come out and said he wasn't bidden.
1: He's surely got to get a a three, four game ban for that.
0: Uh,
2: It's just really weird. Costa's a weird guy, so...
0: (laughs) We've, uh, we've had the semi-final draw, I think that was this morning or it was yesterday morning, and we've got Crystal Palace up against Watford, which means that one of those sides will be in the FA Cup final, and it's been, this decade so far has been pretty good on the um, smaller clubs, especially the last three years now, um, so it'll be good to see one of them in the final, uh, and then Everton up against either United or West Ham, so uh, with those sides that are left, who who do you guys see winning the FA Cup from here?
1: Um I think oh, Palace are in some terrible at the moment so I think Watford will will get through and and I, I think they'll they'll get up. Um Dean and Galo have you know started to go off the ball a little bit but an FA Cup final I think those two up front will cause some troubles, Um just really depends who who gets through from the other side I guess. Um Rivers Going to be in it. It's uh, going to be a great great day for their fans. You know, what for technically a London club as well. So, the good chance there'll be three London clubs in the semis um, and Everton, who I'm not sure when the last time they made a, a cup final. So, uh,
0: was yeah, it in 2008 or something against Chelsea, I think, from memory. I don't know if it was 2008. Yeah, I'm not so too cool. sure. I do remember Cahill yeah, being in one at one yeah, point. But yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. And um, there was that one where you could have scored after like two minutes.
1: I think yeah, if, I think if it design. is an all-London all, all London final, um, you know, West Ham versus either the West Ham versus Palace, it'll probably be one of the best atmospheres the New yeah. Wembley's had. Um, th- those kind of clubs that... Yeah, you know, the success doesn't come around as much. Tend to appreciate a lot more, and yeah. yeah, West Ham supporters will will go absolutely nuts if if they make the final, and Palace go nuts every single Saturday nearly. So that'll be yeah, quite a final. That that would be the final I'm hoping for, but I think it'll be Watford Everton. Well,
0: um, Watford's only ever made the FA Cup final once before, and that was against Everton, and um, I think they lost that one. So. That would certainly be an interesting final. I think any of those uh, combinations would be quite interesting. So unfortunately, I am hoping that uh, West Ham get up over United. Um, but speaking of Everton, we'll, we'll probably jump into the previews now to start rounding things up. And, and the early game is an absolute cracker between Everton and Arsenal. Um, and you would think that if Everton can win this one, that would pretty much rule Arsenal out of the title race as well. And I can see Everton doing it. Um, so, what are your thoughts on that one, Cookie?
2: Arsenal look terrible away from home. They're mentally weak. So, Everton to win.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's the sort of game where Lukaku can just tear Arsenal's backline to shreds. Um, if, you know, but then again, Everton can concede goals quite easily too, so it could be a 3-3, like a high-scoring draw, but even a draw will, will rule Arsenal out.
0: Yeah, I think Everton will probably get up in that one at home, but I agree. I think Everton's defence isn't too great, so I think it could be 3-1 or 3-2, something like that. Um, Chelsea at home to West Ham is a pretty interesting one because both sides are in pretty decent form at the moment. Um, You'd think if West Ham get up in that one that it would be almost impossible for Chelsea to make the European spots. Um, But then Chelsea at home have been pretty good under hitting. Um, So what's your take on that one, JD?
1: Yeah, that's another, like we're saying the first game is probably the pick of the bunch, but that's another great game. Um, yeah, it's always hard to not pick Chelsea at home, so I think they'll they'll win in a in a close one. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if West Ham got a point out of that.
2: I West Ham will win.
0: Yeah, I think Piatt especially is just in some pretty outstanding form at the moment. Um, so maybe maybe they'll edge it two one or something like that.
2: And still not a chance good at the universe. I'll tell you about how good France will be.
0: Yeah, they've got a pretty outstanding team at the moment. Um, Crystal Palace at home to Leicester. I mean, all the games this weekend seem to be pretty high quality. Um, Palace obviously in some pretty shoddy form. I still don't think they've won a game in the league for 2016, though that could be wrong. Um, but obviously Leicester, great chance for them if they can win that one to really sort of Seven games left if they can get through that one um, and just one step closer.
1: Yeah, I can't see, see them losing that um, or drawing. It's, yeah, Palace shocking form. I don't think they've... They, they mightn't have won a league game, I think, since Hattabayor joined. Not 100% on that, but I think yeah, it's, I think it's something well, like that.
0: They hadn't won a um, game in 2016, so that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, so... They're, they're almost in that relegation battle. Just like they're, they're, if they don't start picking up points soon, they could get dragged into it. So I know they've got, you know, the FA Cup to focus on, but they've really got to start just edging up to probably 36 points, 37 to be safe. Um, hopefully, it's with three points this week. <laughs> uh.
2: No, I
0: reckon one all year Yeah, I mean, Leicester dropped points against West Brom, who I know Palace under Pardew would play a di- sort of different style to how they did it under Pulis, but they've still got those sort of harder-bodied players in the sides. So if there was one of these lower sides to cause Leicester a bit of trouble, I think it would be Palace. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know, I, I still think Leicester will get through it. They just seem to be getting all those jammy results at the moment. Uh, the 1-0s against sides, and then they kind of set up shop and it and, and gets them through. So i probably see them getting through that one. Um, Watford against Stoke is more of a mid-table-nothing match at this stage of the season. I mean, neither side really has much to play for. Um, Stoke, yeah. Stoke maybe can still push for a European spot, but it'd be a very outside chance. Um, Stoke to win that one?
1: Um, yeah, I guess, uh, probably Watford, they're the home side, so, yeah, Stoke, yeah, I would say they they probably are just about on par for where they'd want to be this season, but next season they'd want to be pushing at least for that seventh or eighth spot a bit harder, and these you know, guys like Bayern and that should be playing in Europe, so, yeah, it's kind of petering out again into another Stoke sort of season. Safe, not in the relegation battle, but not really doing much.
0: They're starting to build a very good squad, though, so I think, like you say, next season should be their season where they they have a West Ham sort of season and really push up the challenge for that top-four spot.
1: Yeah, definitely. That last signing they got um, in he looks like he'll, with a full season, Um, and that's another another great signing. They've made the flashy sort of winger-type ones, but now they've got you know, a beast of a a midfielder. Um, Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if they do have a big season
0: next year.
2: Probably feeling stark.
0: Fair enough. And um, Norwich away to West Brom. I mean, Norwich don't really have a whole lot going for them at the moment. They've been dropping points left, right and centre, but they did get a decent draw with City last time out. Um, If they were to win this one, it does really bring Palace and even Swansea back into the relegation battle, like you were saying, JD. So, um, with West Brom not really having much to play for, this is a game that Norwich really have to target as a win.
2: No, I think West Brom will prob- probably win. I mean, there's still a chance to finish above Chelsea, so that's always a bit of a motivator.
0: Yeah, that's a fair that
2: could point. Could be a motivator. Although, can yeah, I don't touch think... Liverpool?
1: Yeah, I don't think Norwich, uh, good enough, really, um, to do it. Like West Ham, I meant West Ham, West Brom, you know, Pureless at home, it's not going to be an easy easy one for them. So they'll need their points, I think, elsewhere. I can't see it being this week.
0: And speaking of Swansea, I mean, they've got a pretty routine game at home against Villa. I mean, uh, I think it was... Remy Guard came out last week and said that Villa could still stay up if they started winning games now. But and, and obviously Swansea would be a great springboard to do that. But even so, they just the players just they've given up. It's not Leicester, yeah. last, Leicester last year was still playing good football even when they were losing games. So you always felt that the results. They're, just they're terrible. Well. Yeah.
1: They it was pretty much a training drill for us that two 0. The fans have turned on them. The players, no one really... You normally see the bottom team, maybe two or three, if it's a bad team, two or three guys busting their ass. But at Aston Villa, you don't even see that. You see maybe the keeper make a few saves, but you wouldn't really say, you know, he's busting it for for the badge. Um, yeah, they're, they're down, and Swansea's in some good form at the moment. So I think this will be... Yeah, their their win to get them away from it.
2: Yeah, I'm probably feeling Swansea to win, because Villa are just a... Again, we've probably said it all season, they're just a terrible football team.
0: Um, And then we've got a pretty big night of football on the Sunday night. Um, The early game being Sunderland up against Newcastle. um, It's at home for Newcastle. We've already touched on it a little bit where basically the winner of this game, huge repercussions for the loser. Um, for once, it's Newcastle with the new boss. Normally, it's Sunderland who'll sack their manager before this game. Um, Newcastle maybe to edge this one. I mean, Sunderland haven't been in terrible form. They got they got a win against United a few weeks ago.
1: That's not saying too much. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I'm
2: feeling
0: yeah. Newcastle probably the win 1-0 1-0? Yeah, yeah we'll normally you'd,
2: red cards.
1: you'd <laughs> think it'd be a, you'd look at it and say a draw just because they're both you don't want to back either of them No, neither of them fill you with confidence but these don't tend to be draws um, I, I've got a feeling that yeah Newcastle will, will get Benitez's first win and, and probably make a bit of a statement with like a 3 or 4-0 win um Maybe Mitrovic or or Wijnaldum with a, a hat trick and and go on a bit of a run from here and, and push away and and probably send Sunderland down. Um, which yeah, that'll nothing will make them happier um, than doing that. But yeah, it'd be sad to see Sunderland go down as well. I think the league's better having both those two sides in it they're always, it's always fun to watch them kind of self-employed every, <laughs> every season and just survive. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a little soap opera.
0: An easy six points for us when we were in the league. So it'd be nice to keep them up there if we get back up. How yeah. oh well. Um, at the same time, we've got Southampton up against Liverpool. So another derby of swords with the amount of Southampton players at Liverpool. Um, Liverpool still maybe pushing for a European spot, same as Southampton, so maybe a big game for both of them. They're both level on points, uh, only three points behind United. Um, so depending on what goes on elsewhere that, that night, they one of them could be level or ahead of United. Um, how do you see it, Cookie? Uh,
2: I see Southampton winning
0: 2-0. Right, OK. Liverpool are in pretty decent form at the moment.
2: Yeah, but they're Liverpool, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think
1: after playing United um, a few days earlier, it might be might be a bit hard for Liverpool for that to go again in another tough game. Um, and yeah, Southampton's not doing too bad at the moment.
0: Uh, and then obviously the big one, we've got the Manchester derby, um, which could have pretty big repercussions for City if they can't get the win in that one because... If West Ham do manage to get up over Chelsea and City do lose that game, then obviously West Ham will jump up into the top four. Um, These games are always pretty well; they're usually good affairs. I think we had a couple of boring one, more boring ones lately, but um, there've been some pretty cracking games in the past. So, what are your thoughts on it, Cookson?
2: With Otamendi and company being injured. That's a massive, well, it gives an advantage to United. But, again, Aguero does like scoring against United, so he's probably bound to score a goal. The issue is, can United score a goal? And I think we probably will. We might sneak away a win, but there's a very high chance that this game will be a nil-all.
0: It feels like the sort of game that Massa generally scores in. He generally bobs up in these sorts of games and gets a decent goal. Yeah, yeah. I think he's
2: suspended. Oh, is he? Oh, there, no. there you go. Yeah, no, he's not suspended. Oh, no, okay. he's not. It's the West Ham suspended for.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like the sort of game where he'll pop up and get a goal for um, United, so hopefully hopefully, there's a few goals in this one. Um, and then, don't hold your breath. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be holding my breath. Um, and then the final game of the round, obviously, uh, we've got Spurs at home to Bournemouth. Um... And depending on what's happened with Leicester the previous night, it'll be pretty good in a way, won't it, to be playing the the, the next night because you'll know what you need to do, you know. I, obviously, you have to just keep on winning, but if Leicester slip up, then there's that extra bit of motivation that um, you can close that gap.
1: Yeah, i I kind of see it the other way. I think playing before them um, takes a bit of that, that pressure off. Um, I know... When they drop points, at uh, what was it? West Brom. The next day, we could have gone, I think, equal top or top, and that's when we faltered. So, yeah, the if they win, they go what eight points above us going into this game. So, yeah, the the players are probably going to play a bit more on edge than than they need to. Um, There's still long. Still, seven more games after that to to worry about it, and then like you say, if they do lose, it gives us that chance and to close the gap again. But yeah, I just don't see the the point in I don't know putting too much pressure all on the 31st game. Um, it's just a recipe for disaster of you know, overthinking a, a home game against Bournemouth. Um, not That's saying it'll be an easy easy game against them. I just don't think. You know, we need to look at, at Leicester and and see what they're doing and put extra on, on what we need to do that week. We just need to do what, you know, we, we set out to do against each team now. Um, and if they do drop points, they do drop points. But, yeah, this is a, a must-win already. So I don't see the point in, or I hope the team doesn't see the point in making even more of a must-win if, if Leicester do whatever they do the day before.
0: Have you seen any signs because that's of, when we um, tend to have you seen any signs of stress in the players yet?
1: Um, I, I didn't see too much of the west like that in the West Ham game that was just a real nightmare of a night um, you know it was bucketing down with rain we lost to an early corner didn't play well, but we only lost one nil still so I wouldn't say we've really capitulated and felt that pressure yet. Um, we we did in Dortmund, um, but I'd say that was pretty much a reserve team that played that that night. So, yeah, so far, not so much. Um, but it is Tottenham, so I've had to kind of have that negative tinge to it that I don't want to want us to to overburden ourselves with these games just yet. Yeah. Um, you know, if we win the next eight games, you know, there's a good chance we still won't win the league. So, yeah,
0: that's
1: that's where it is. Um, if we get twenty four points from here, yeah, Leicester only need to get twenty to win it. Um, and I think, yeah, I had a bit of a look around now to see who's who they've got, and at worst, I've got them getting sixteen points from here. So, yeah, it's. It just is what it is. I think, you know, Bournemouth are in some good form at the moment. They're probably safe. Um, but at home, we should should beat them.
0: Cookie, do you reckon they'll get the win?
2: Yeah, Tottenham
0: 3-0. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Um, well, thanks very much for coming on, boys. I know We got a bit sidetracked at times with our discussion, but it was all interesting. So thanks for, thanks for both being here. No worries. No worries. Thanks, uh, and thanks everyone for listening in. I know we've missed a week uh, somewhere in there. So uh, it's been a bit over a week since our last podcast. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you on the forums.
2: me we-